Welcome to the Religiously Offensive Podcast. There's no word that someone could say to me that I would just be like, they would just scoff and I'd just be like, how dare you say those words? Like, I'm like, you might say something dumb and yeah. it's like, but it's like well, I'm, I'm not going to be like, can it, you please not say that? If they're saying something like intentionally to try and hurt you, then yeah, you're going to be like, well, that was for sure. But just like a word used in like yeah. context, just yeah, random, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like, there's not a single word that I would just be like, I'm so offended to use that word. Like, for sure. Well, I just to, don't have that bone in my I body. I think it has to do with minority groupings. So like, the people that are not like mentally handicapped way outnumber the people that are. So as soon as you get into that category where you're talking about someone who's in that minority group, mm-hmm. it becomes dicey. Even that's though, true, but, but at the same than, time, it's like, like, if someone's like, that's gay, I'm not like, why'd you say that? But that that yeah, was going to be one of my examples. Really it's like, that because no. it's it's such a it was such a common part of our upbringing that like it'll get thrown around every now and then. But guy was just chill. Like she's just like because it's like yeah, maybe I know it's the a intent person by person. Yeah, like I know it's but like it's thing, obvious when yeah. it's directed at someone in a derogatory right. way, which is never okay. But it's like I don't know. Sometimes it's like to start. It's nice to start this pot and just kind of like throw it out there and just you know. Sometimes you just kind of clench and like. It's good to like say say something. Yeah. (laughs) Those duck feathers, you know, where the water just flings right off. You know, it's good to just practice (laughs) like words just bounce. It's like, I'm rubber and you're glue. Yeah, when I know. Duck feathers. (laughs) It's fascinating. Duck feathers. Where'd you hear that? Yeah, where where'd that come from? Because ducks never get wet. But they live in the water. How do you know? I've I've noted I've the water's wicks right on. I've wondered that about certain animals, right? Pet a duck and they're just straight up dry. Well, um, not petted a lot of ducks. My boy Tyler Berger growing up, they had a lot of ducks on his pond. Still never really touched them though. Have you ever heard of two turnt Tony? Yeah, with his for our followers, don't look that up. (laughs) Or (laughs) do. I think it's a hilarious follow and mask girl. Yeah, ski the mask girl. Yeah. Yeah. But he'll like he'll like Never mind. We could talk about this. <laughs> He's awesome. But he has a duck that he has in most of his. I know that was like grandparents in the videos, and it will his just nonny. like he'll get his grandparents to just turn up. Like yeah, but so the ski funny. the mask girl, he'll get a golf. He'll put a golf ball, or she'll put a golf ball in her mouth. She'll lay down, and he'll be right above her with a club, and she'll just put it down, and <laughs> he'll hit it. But there's one video where like I guess he hit like the top of it, and it came back down, hit her in the forehead. She, she has a no big, bueno. old, big old lump on her forehead. I, I appreciate the dedication, though. Oh my gosh, he's churning he's out gotta here. Be paying, I mean, that's not. Now they've got to be making bank. Yeah, yeah. He's he's and he's a, making bank. He put his dad in retirement and paid off his sister's right. student loans with OnlyFans. Uh, no, that's what like I mean. I swear, like if I could go back, I just I I would have like just got to my like effort stage way too early, way earlier. Mm-hmm. Where it's let's just so like he has an OnlyFans. He has an OnlyFans, yeah. He, like, he was like, "I just got my first OnlyFans pay, paycheck, and I'm going to take twenty thousand of it, not the whole thing. Twenty thousand of take, it, yeah. I'm going to take twenty thousand of it and pay off my student." So, what does he do channels. on his OnlyFans? Is it sexual or is it just? A, oh yeah, I mean, like, it's gotta a, be. yeah, pretty interesting. Two turnt Tony. Two turnt Tony. Imagine what that man. I mean, well, he sure. literally just parties for a living. Yeah, it's wild. 
What a time to be alive. Listen, that's what I hope we could do someday. <laughs> but it's great it's because party. everyone loves his whole family now. They got two turnt daddy. And then, <laughs> and then everyone loves his mom because she just yells about the fact that he won't buy a house with all this money to get out of her house. People love oh, it. that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that just it. means that he's going to be there forever. Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Even this? longer. Come on the pod if you got a free hour. You can so come funny. pay off my loans. Yeah. <laughs> that is friends. funny. Yeah. <clears throat> um, ducks. That's what got us there. Ducks. Yeah, no, because it, it almost seems like they've got, like, scotch guard on their mm -mm. feathers. Like, they just don't. And do any feathers get wet? I think feathers are just. I've never pet a duck. What are they made of? They should yeah, because birds can still, well, probably not often, but fly in the rain, I would assume. They should make scuba diving outfits out of feathers. You know, yeah. God but just made it real, real slick like that. You still going to be able to scuba dive with the feathers? I don't know. Maybe just out of the stuff feathers are made of. Like the little... <laughs> just cover yourself little tiny feathers <laughs> and jump into the ocean with them. But I don't tank. think when people are jumping in the ocean, they're just like, you know, I love doing this, but I hate getting wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're not saying that. So I don't think they care. It's not so much that. I think it's, well, and I wonder how yeah, warm how feathers insulate you because the, the biggest thing, the reason people wear wetsuits is for temperature because right. ocean can be stupid cold. Just like the further you go down, the colder it oh, is. Oh, yeah. And then mm. people will dive like in the, like, I mean, places way up north. Is it the same with like going like when you know when you go higher up a mountain, it's like what harder harder to breathe, right? Yeah. Is it the same when you're the pressure changes? Uh, pressure changes, and yeah, it, it does. It is that way because think about I mean the only uh, the only way that anything's warm is because of the sun. Mm -hmm. So the sun can't reach certain right. depths. I mean, the radiation gets lower and lower as you go down. So it's like. Can't you bop, like, pop your head like a gusher cold. if you come up too fast, like with the pressure? Yeah, you can. Uh, if you're scuba diving and you take in a bunch of air and don't properly, like, vent as you go up or something, I'm mm -hmm. not certified. Speaking of, we all need to get cert. We can do it at Nate's pool. Is your, I don't uh, think I need to. You still I know that I'm, guy? I think I'm Gucci. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're uh, That'd be in so the driver's great. seat on that one. Dude, I would love to. Because I'm... It's, good. it's a good thing to have in the back pocket. Gabby. Why? Gabby, listen. You just randomly like. This is why we're here. We're here to push each shark other. Shark diving is for sure my and then, next. Big and then thing. you're gonna be like, I'm so glad I did this, right? Mm. Did you ever have any reservations about disc golf? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I what was else? like, let's get. I it. will say, in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, you you said to us, yeah, I'm more of a Call of Duty person. Before we you know, Halo? remember we started playing Halo. Yeah, but I hopped on real quick. Okay. Well, she sure did. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I think it's good to push ourselves. Which, by the way, we're streaking what seven? We are streaking seven. The Lord's number. Do we want to explain what streaking means? We gotta. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think leave it up to the imagination. Yeah, it's fine. We're streaking. We're streaking. We streak nearly daily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nearly daily. It nearly all it takes daily. is one game. Yeah. Uh, the new fans on order well, should be in today. Oh, oh, nice. Ooh. Yeah, we don't need it. We don't need that happening every day. I had all the fans set up blowing on it, and then at one point, the fans got shut off, and I turned it back, and it wasn't the same after that. We had a lot of the, uh, young ones certainly did. hopping around. Sawyer when it was, was nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, someone turned these fans off. Uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Was like, well, <laughs> yeah, he was like, are you sure you like, didn't turn only, the fans There's only like three adults here, and none of us did it. So. 
Uh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, because those are because those were those fan their fans that came from like they used to be over by like that other cubby. Yeah. Well, they were yeah they were fans we had in the office for some other reason. They're probably trying to spite us because we had we had them in the last office. Fans. Was it like that snail, snail fan? fan? Yeah. yeah. I always thought that thing was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Snail fan. Did you know um, James Kahn died? Do you know who that is? Oh, he was is that, that the guy he, he from He was the gangster Elf? dude, and he, oh. was, he was the dad in Elf. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he was Elf, the dad not the godfather. All right. Oh, yeah, I do know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Anyway, no, that's, that's, that's rough. So you can expect this stuff happens in threes, so who's next? Oh dang! You ever heard? You ever heard that the threes thing? Mm-mm. Oh, or like celebrities and like people die in like threes. So normally mm-hmm. when someone dies, like there'll be two more people after that. Who is the first? Well, I'm assuming he's the first. Oh, you're saying there's two more. To come. Two more. What about when like Kobe died? Who else died around that time? I don't remember. I'm sure there's some form that'll explain it. Mm. <laughs> that's wild. It up. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Kind of like like the 27 Club thing. What's that? It's like, is that is that it? The 27 Club? I don't know. You never heard of that? Mm-mm. It's like a lot of the, like a lot of famous people died like at 27. Um, is that like the Clinton kill list? Just I mean, there's just like, I can't, I mean, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, so they, Jim Morrison. Did they die on the 27th? Is that why? No, no. At 27, like the age 27. Oh, just at the, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, mm. have you heard of, wow, Jimi Hendrix died at 27? Well, it's like, I have to, who's on Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Kurt Cobain. Depresses me. All these, wow. g- all these great people. Like I'm older than died that. Died at 27. Yeah. I'm like older than that. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I, I you know, um, I was gonna ask you what I was gonna ask you. Oh, yesterday, did you get that text I sent you guys? The picture? Sure, mm, I did. Maybe the the dude from Maine with the oh, license plate. Yeah, I saw that toe sucker. What are the photos underneath the "I suck toes" oh. comment? <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't look closely. Like a heart, a heart, and a. I've never been a foot guy. Just doesn't make much. I think sense. it's something doing. Show something me your toes. Show me your toes. I love feet. Hell toe yeah. sucker. Hell yeah, I suck toes. <laughs> is that a woman? Just sticker of a woman? I don't know, but there's like demon stickers on each side of the license plate. That's crazy. I saw a car. I took a yeah, picture I'm and I didn't send it to car. you guys. I forgot, but it was like a bunch of like Jesus stickers. And then they had faith, like the word faith, but the uh, letters were drawn out like with guns. <laughs> and I was like, this is great. I should have sent it to you That's guys. hilarious. That man is the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Is, you will respect my authority. It's that dude at Ace Hardware that I talked about. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> People don't know the Lord. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's they crazy. Clearly need more of what you have, sir. It must be part of the same, <laughs> same <laughs> group of people. More of what you have. Yeah. The anointing would, is strong with this one. You would hope that if they went, like, if they were around, like, you know, a bunch of normal people, that someone would be like, hey, man, <clears throat> this kind of just, like, isn't cool, <laughs> and have a conversation with him. Yeah. I think, yeah. I Maybe think, that's happened, and he just doesn't care. But Well, he, 
you probably got that way by being around people like that. And then people who aren't like that are probably just like, I don't really want to be around this guy. Yeah, I don't want the conflict. I mean, it's just the natural, like, order of life where you just kind of gravitate toward people that think the way you do. Yeah, echo chambers. Not a lot of people that are willing to literally be open-minded and and, uh, question everything. There's a, there's a, it's Orson Scott Card. I think I might have mentioned this before, but he's the guy that wrote, like, Ender's Game, which, shout out, Ender's Game. Terrible movie, but. I don't think I've seen that. Have you read the book? Mm -mm. Oh, my gosh. Guess I got to add it to the book. You read the book? The only book I ever finished in uh, K through 12. Okay. Wait, that one and To Kill a Mockingbird. I don't really know why. I think To Kill a Mockingbird was just like. Required. You can do it. Like, I just, I was just like, just finish one. Wasn't that required for class? For sure. But I never, I would never actually read the books. I would just, Ender's I mean, game. you remember Spark Notes? Oh, yeah. Dude. I used Cliff Notes all Is the time. Is it this one? Orson Scott Card? Yeah. I'm going to, it's literally top, top. Well, I've only read a few, but it's in my top three. I'm gonna download it. It's from 1992. You didn't oh, like the movie? Such, I thought the movie was trash. I thought well, the movie was good. The, it was cool. The problem is the you turned into one of those like pretentious like book readers. That's like the book is so much better. And I'm not even that guy. Mm-hmm. But but you you finished that book, so you are I for, have for to that be. book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the only opportunity I have to be that guy. But uh, incredible, incredible book. Um, so I would hi- I want to I want to spoil it for you so bad, but I won't because yeah, it's don't. just I such just a cool. It. Saw the movie. It's such a cool. Is it different concept? Just the ending. I don't know. Maybe I just pretended the I ending was like, different than the movie. No, nah, no, nah, not really. But uh, no. But the ending was like, well, regardless of the movie, the ending like just to think about how it ended, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Well, it's yeah. I'm pulling up this quote now. But this is uh, as a quote just I love. I heard someone say it, um, and it kind of just stuck with me. And he says, this is how humans are. We question all our beliefs except for the ones that we really believe in and those we never think to question. And it's just like there's certain things that we'll just, like, be super skeptical about and question. And there's, like, skepticism can be on a spectrum. Like, sometimes it can be negative if you're more so closed-minded. But, like there's a healthy skepticism about anything and everything. And I think like things that are actually, when you're talking about truth, like those things should have to withstand like healthy skepticism. Yeah. If you are a skeptic, that's leaning more on the the realm of being it being negative because you just question everything right all the time. That's how it's perceived. And then, and then the other, well, I would say you shouldn't like question literally everything. Well, like, I mean, you know, what shouldn't that, be questioned is my my question. Well, I'm I'm just saying at the end of that that end of the spectrum, then you start believing in every conspiracy you hear of, right? So that that's you're like saying if you just believe everything the point skeptic, blank, no skepticism. So if you're skeptic about like the government or you don't trust things or whatever, you're yeah. always going to read into like the counter argue the counter story, whether it's made up or not. Well, so I would argue that at least the way I feel about it is like I don't trust any of it. Like in the sense of like all this stuff that's putting out, that's being put out there. It's like there is a person or a group that is trying to get an agenda across like the news, for example. It's like no matter what news station you watch for the most part, it's like there is a there's an agenda or there's a slant one way or the other. Now it's actually becoming more popular where with podcasts like people like Rogan, like there's genuinely like what I would consider him like a skeptic, but in a healthy way where it's just like we're going to ask questions 
And so even with the crazy conspiracies, it's like we're going to ask the questions. It's like there's so, never really yes. just a blind faith. So skeptic but open-minded, I would say, is probably the healthy place. For sure. Yeah. And and there were, yeah, on either side of the spectrum is bad. Because that's the thing. It's like, you know, especially when it comes to religion and growing up in a religious, like, family or, you know, whatever. And, and re- re- the word religion and religious gets a bad connotation. I'm just talking about just an organized faith. But growing up in that, like, it's like, it's bad to question, Mm -hmm. but it's like, and we've talked about this a million times, but the danger of never questioning it is it just never becomes your own. And so you just, you essentially just piggyback onto your parents' faith or the faith community you grew up in. And then, you know, at least my experience, it's, I just struggled with following the rules because it was just like, I never really questioned this. And then things happen and I kind of want to do other things. But I'm like not allowed to do those, but I want to, so I'm gonna. I think the whole the whole thing with the skepticism thing in the faith and not being able to ask questions, which is the whole thing we're trying to fight against here, is or combat, um, is when you bring up something that someone just automatically just quotes scripture to you, typically. It's just like, well, that's just the enemy sowing seeds of doubt. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually answering or talking about the question or, you know, talking right. through stuff. Exactly. Because then at that point, you've, that person has just made it clear to you that they literally have to like block out all of that or because their faith is weak. I mean, people like that, people who just quote scripture like that, in my opinion, have a weak faith. Like Mm -hmm. they just, they're just, they're scared to dig into that, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're afraid of what they're going to find. Well, and there's also a, probably a fear of like if i go through this process and i don't end up on the same team is there going to be like am i going to be ostracized and i can be looked at differently because i landed somewhere else in a spiritual sense that's tough because and uh, then because of that now yeah. all of those people from your previous world you're like number one on their list of like we got to reach them just creates a really kind of yeah. just interesting dynamic no, and, and the way they're going to try to reach you is to try to send you Bible verses and sermons. And it's just like, and then at that point, like, because here, here's the deal. Like if you go on so long, like not being able to ask these things and then all of a sudden you're like not buying it, sending people scriptures isn't going to do anything. This is like, Hey, I told you, I don't buy this. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not, like, not that, like, like, I'm not saying that for me, but I'm just saying in general, like. If, if you're saying that you're not believing in this, right? It's, it's just like we were saying, like you can't use the Bible as an argument to believe in the Bible. Circular reasoning. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, agreed. Yeah, no, that's, it's real interesting. There's a, oh, this is probably too long. There was a, that's a, what she was. <laughs> okay. Sorry. sorry. I don't know if this is worth reading all of this. Um, and probably a lot of people would not, Agree, but this was a, an excerpt from a book that someone sent me. And honestly, shout out um, Carly from St. Pete, absolute gem. Um, known her for a long time, but she's like a similar kind of thinker. Um, she is a pretty devout Christian for the mo- as far as I know, um, but like really does a good job of just balancing that whole like I don't know, healthy skepticism thing. Like she, she landed there, but it's like, she kind of had a similar experience or journey. Yeah. But, um, let's see. 
So I don't know. Do I want to read this whole book? This whole or not whole book, not but this whole, whole page? No, just read a couple okay. ideas. It says rely on your own judgment, be true to your own conscience, follow the light that's within you. All outward lights are so many or are when all outward lights are so many will o' wisps. There are or there will be those who will tell you that you're foolish, that your judgment is faulty, that your conscience is all awry, and that the light within you is darkness. But heed them not. If what they say is true, the sooner you, as a searcher for wisdom, will find it out. The better you can make the discovery only by bringing your power to the test. Therefore, pursue your course bravely. Your conscience is at least your own, and to follow it is the path to freedom. To follow the conscience of another is to be condemned to slavery. You will have many falls, will suffer many wounds, will endure many buffetings for and buffetings, that's an interesting word. Many buffetings for a time, but press on in faith, believing that sure and certain victory lies ahead. Yeah, I don't really need it. Oh, Keep going. Yeah. But it's just like a thing where it's like, the line that really hit me was that it's like to follow the conscience of another is to con- be condemned to slavery. Yeah. It reminds me of this video I saw the other day. This guy, he was explaining, he was like, if somebody came up to you and was like, I hate your blue hair. He was like, I hate your blue hair. You'd be like, what? Like, I don't, I don't have blue hair. She was like, why? When someone was just like, like you're ugly or you're not good enough. And you're, you like, why do you believe those things? If you mm. truly know yourself, mm. you're like, well, that's not how I feel about myself. That's not who I am, who I know I am. Why do you, why do you let it affect you? Why I believe you? Cause if, mm. cause if you were to say like, like your blue hair looks ugly, you're just like, that doesn't affect you at all because you know, you don't have blue hair. Oh, wow. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like doing that work to really, like, really learn how to love yourself. We've talked about it before, but, like, the two great commandments is essentially three. Or it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, it's like if you don't love yourself, of course you're going to treat people like trash. Mm-hmm. Some people treat you like trash. It's more more or less reflection and projection of how they feel about them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting. And then the what one of the things that when you were reading that it hit me and I have to gather the thought again because I was actively listening to you. I love that. Um just have to keep yeah. I just have to keep reminding you that I am doing that. Me? No, no, no. Oh. Justin. Okay. I was about to say. He, he had brought it up before. <laughs> we had brought this up before. That's why I was looking at I looked at you and was talking to <laughs> Because I'm the worst at it. That's like earlier so, when I said I was going to walk into your office and you were going to say something stupid. Uh-huh. I was thinking about Justin. I got you. <laughs> that makes more sense. Um, yeah. No. So what hit me when you were reading that is just uh, when you oh, – shoot, I'm trying to think of like my thought. It, it was like uh, – Follow the light within. Yeah, yeah. So when all of a sudden – like if it, you said that like uh, people will try to tell you that it's darkness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when someone does that, I I don't understand the logic like that people have. Like it's just like a common sense thing. If you tell someone that what they're feeling is darkness within and they need to expel it, if that person is just like the way they feel, it's like who they are, it's just like, well, maybe I'm just darkness then. Mm-hmm. Like how many super movies or super super movie superhero movies like ha- have a villain that got that way because people just kept telling them that they were bad, right, right? right. So For sure, instead of like walking, creating the monster, walking with someone, you're basically like saying like, no, you just need to stop, mm-hmm. you know, being you and doing this or thinking this way. And at that point, it's like that person gonna shut off or go and become a supervillain. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's just not productive. Well, there's a, yeah, and there's another quote. Um, I don't even know who who said it, but it was one of those things that just stuck with me. And he was just saying he was uh, believers are often found in groups, but seekers are often on their own. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like we all want to belong and you know have you know a community of people who have similar beliefs or worldviews, but it's like that one just resonated with me because it's just like I don't know why. I, I always just like question, like, why wasn't it just enough? Like I, I, life would have been great. I could have just bought it, been all in. I'd be chilling, but there's just something in me where I'm just like, probably because of how much it was forced into you. Mm. You're just like, why was this forced on me so much? It probably made, put a bad taste in your mouth. Well, You know, maybe. And yeah, when I really think about it, it's like, okay, so you turn, at least my upbringing taught me that the most important thing in life is realizing that like there's another life after this. And if you don't figure it out in this life, you're screwed. And so for something that's that important, right? I, they would frame it as the most important thing. And so I'm just like, I just had this moment where I was just like, I don't even know if I believe this. And this is supposed to be the most important thing I could ever ponder, think about, or search for. It's like, yeah, this is the most important thing. Like, I gotta, like, I gotta figure this out. Yeah. And then you go back to the scriptures, and it's like, seek me, and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Type of things where it's like there is like these verses that lean on this like certainty of like, if you really want to know, you'll figure it out. So. And then again, I just never gave myself the freedom to really question or it was probably more not like insecurity, but like optics. I didn't want, you know, backlash to come on, like not even me, but mostly like my family. Like I didn't want, because that's just the way we do things, right? Like parents will feel like failures if their kids like walk away from the faith. Right. And you're just like, I don't see it that way. I think more than anything, it's beautiful that we can be just individuals. Like it's like, you shouldn't believe everything your parents believe. Like you should have this, this seeking and searching kind of climb. It's like the hero's journey. You got to go off, go through rites of passage and you come back and like, you are so firm in your conviction that it's like, now you can actually like make a a life that's going to make a difference. Yeah. And I, I get, I get paranoid or scared that I will be, I'm going to be a bad parent if I don't let my kid explore, make his own decision. So I'm on the opposite side of that. It's just like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to feel like a failure if Lincoln is just rejecting or whatever, doing what, you know, I'm using him as an example. But if if I allow him to explore and, you know, ask questions, I mean, he's just going to feel so much more secure in who, who he is and what he believes. Right. And that's kind of my goal with it, right? Um, I feel like that's a very healthy goal. Yeah. I mean, I think as parents, we all kind of like hope where your kid's going to land. Like, right. Like, I hope they get a good job. I hope they can provide for the family. I hope they can do this and that. Yeah, at the end older. of the day, you're providing like, I mean, you're, you're building confidence in, in himself, right. To know that he can, he can make his own decisions that you guys are, are supportive of it. You know, as long as, yeah. but I feel like if you build confidence in your child, how do they, I mean, how do they go? wrong there's probably yeah there's probably a better chance that he's not gonna right like end up some weird situation but yeah. i mean yeah it, at least that's my thought and then 
you know, the other part of it is I want him to be able to come to me. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, when you force your kids to believe something, I just feel like, I mean, I just seen it so many in so many friends. Um, they're not going to go to their parents or talk to them about stuff. Sure. They're going to go, they're going to go to other friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the main subject, <laughs> the main subject I wanted to talk about today was, uh, are we just well, now we, getting to the main subject. We, been we are. Um, oh my gosh. Gosh. <laughs> well, I would say we covered some cool stuff just, to, you know, Understand. earlier on. Okay. Yeah. This was kind of like the initial idea for this podcast. Right. So I will say, this was kind of what I was originally thinking. Maybe not main. I don't know, that's the wrong way to put it. But um, we were going to talk about volunteer abuse in church. So this is when you have you know a church and you're a volunteer or someone's a volunteer, and ultimately they end up leaving, feeling burnout. They feel like you know the people. Um, they feel like betrayed in a way. Um, you know, because it gets to this point where, you know, someone just feels like they're being abused, not necessarily, I mean, not, not physically or verbally or anything, but just, uh, they're being taken advantage of. Right. So that's kind of like the term abuse. That's what it would mean in this context. Um, so, you know, between that, there, there's also some other like minor subjects that fall under that category, but that's kind of the big overarching thing, um, in understanding, you know, how this takes place and, and how common it is. I mean, it's very common. Um, but I don't know, like, uh, you want to give a specific situation maybe you can recall. Yeah, actually I would pose it as a question to Gabby. Just, I would be interested in just your initial reaction to like, if this were to happen. So you were in Jehovah's Witness. To you. I hate you. <laughs> Not going there. I hate okay. you. I'm going to come knock on your door one day. <laughs> in, a, in a little black like suit. Talk about the Lord. <laughs> She's going to find a nice little boy to come with her, ride bikes, <laughs> and knock on your door. <laughs> Turn or burn, baby. Um, okay, so, Gabby, say you walk into a church, you're kind of seeking, you're trying to figure Stop out. Stop there. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Hypothetically. <laughs> I'm just VR. This is VR. All right. So <laughs> second life. Yeah. So you walk into a church cause you're kind of seeking, you're trying to figure out this spiritual thing, whatever. Let's say you have a really cool experience and you kind of want to like, you know, plant the roots of your life in this community, sure. or at least that's kind of, you're like, Hey, I think I might like give this a shot. Right. So then what they do is they're just like, Hey, join us after service, like for lunch. And like, like, basically go through this, we call it next steps, right? So it's like a four week experience where after each service, there's like four steps of like, the first one's kind of like, we'll tell you a little bit about who we are and what we believe and how we spend money, like try to be transparent. We're just kind of like, Hey, this is, this is who we are, what we believe. And this is how the money is spent and used. Right. So little transparency, just try to get you more familiar with what's going on. Then the next steps, they're just kind of going a little bit more. And then the final step is, Like basically now it's time to get involved and find a team to serve on because like the point of, you know, this life is a life of like servanthood, right? Like what the Bible teach about Jesus. So it's like, so you, you, you come to a new place, you stick around for next steps. And then all of a sudden, four weeks later, they like plug you into some team. And then all of a sudden, like you're on some rotation and you're coming every other week to like wave at a door or like help set up chairs or do something like that. Like, just off like surface value, like how would you feel about experience like that process? Yeah. I'd probably get vibes of like, 
is this an internship or is this me trying to find, like, is this me trying to expand spiritually? Yeah. So I, just, I probably wouldn't go back to that church, honestly. Like if I'm going to church, like I'm going there, like to, to do the things that you're talking to me about, like in these next four steps, like, like if I, if I like you guys, right. If I like everybody there, I'm going to, like I'm going to do those things voluntarily. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I, if I love the church, if I love the people that are there, if I believe everyone, like, like I'm going to do that. I'm going to naturally want to do that. I'm going to want to be a part of the community more, but someone basically would be like, Hey, welcome. Like let's hang out afterwards and talk a little bit about your next steps here and be like, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry? Every church does it. Like like, my next steps is to, Potentially come next Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and meet everybody and get to know everybody. But yeah, no, that would that would probably rub me the wrong way because I feel like it, it should be something that you like you want to do voluntarily. No, I think um I agree. And I think that is everyone's natural tendency. They feel invested in a community. They feel like that they are they are being enriched by being a part of this community. They want to contribute. Right. That's the give back. The natural, yeah. 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 Um and I would say that's probably a, a bigger, from my experience, right? I've dealt with a lot of churches, um, but it's my experience that there's a bigger problem with smaller churches than it is for bigger ones. Just trying to. Because especially like mobile don't, churches. You don't have the help. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to find the help. Yeah. Yeah. So that. But what are you doing wrong then? Because I feel like, because I feel like people would want to help. If it was genuine. If it's, you know, a good community. Cause it's like, well, and it's, even, it's just like us. Like anytime somebody needs something here, like we want to help each other. Mm-hmm. Like, cause it's reciprocated. Like at some yeah. point, if you're just helping this organization so much and you don't feel like you're really getting back what you feel like you're putting in. Right. The problem is you're going to start. You're like, These are my people. So yeah. like, I'm yeah. willing to help. You're going to help me. Like yeah. we're, we're all supporting each other. And the problem. Yeah. yeah so then you eventually, you, you, and then you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to be the guy that's complaining because we're supposed to be like, serve with a joyful heart. You know, like you don't want to be the guy that's like, yo, this is BS. <laughs> I need that like, in a meme. He's got right? it. Serve with a joyful heart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, and I, so I agree. Not that everyone necessarily, maybe healing isn't the right word or the process. But like when someone comes into the community, like sometimes they just need time. And, and a lot of times they probably come in with baggage. They come in with like shame or like a lot of stuff fears things that they're worried about and it's like dude like just these people just kind of need need some time to breathe yeah like they need to really feel yeah. like loved on without like because when it's just like week one join us and then like it ends in like to me that feels very manipulative well the church i go to now it was a breath of fresh air when i came down here because i came from a church plant that intentionally or non-intentionally i was just burnt out i was it's a lot of work I was doing the same thing for three years. First one there, last one to leave. And it was just a lot. It was a hard time keeping volunteers. I mean, it's like an eight hour day. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you like set up, like, have services, like not tear like, down. And, and I think it's different be, it, when you're a staff person. For sure. Trying to build volunteer teams. And then when you're like a volunteer leading a volunteer team, because it's like, all right, guys, I'm not gaining anything from this. <laughs> so I feel like it should be easier for that person to like, you know, keep volunteers but then yeah yeah anyway there's that's a deeper reason why a lot of of those people were difficult to keep um but uh but with a lot of that you know in the bit when i came to a bigger church i moved to orlando became a part of a bigger church 
and not maybe not all big churches are like this, but it was just like they were very respectful of my schedule, my time, my desire to serve. It was like you want to serve, you can serve as much as you want, you can serve, you know, least as you want, just whatever, right? Because mm-hmm. um, it was nice. Because at one point things kind of scale when you get to a bigger, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like I would say, get more infrastructure. I would say yeah. at any point, as far as greeters go, there's probably six greeters. You know what I mean? Because there's a limited number of doors, but in a small church, you may have the same amount. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have more volunteer, like pool, a pool of people to, you know, the, volu- the volunteers would kind of rise up out of. So it, it I just, the, the smaller churches, it's, it's a really hard thing. Like you were saying with church plants, with the mobile churches and all that, especially when there's a lot of setup involved, like manual labor, you know, when people start doing that, oh, yeah, they're dude. not getting paid for it. And when then you like, got to put up a whole PA. That's like a, like a, yeah. you know, hundred thousand dollar PA. That might be a little stretch. Maybe we'll call it 50. 50 yeah. grand PA, but it's like, you're running all these cables, snakes. Like you've got to have 15 plus inputs for like 20 plus. You got to have six just for the drums. And like, I mean, doing that every single week, like that's where I got super burnout. Cause I had to show up at 6am and then I wouldn't get out of there till two. And I was paid to do it. Like, I can't imagine like if you're not and just, and, and, and one thing that's interesting to me is like, I never really thought about it, but I was a part of a church where they really didn't even try to start a church. They just started like kind of these like Sunday night services, but they would just go rent other church buildings that are literally already set up for church. Yeah. Right. So it's like, we don't need this massive labor force to come in and stack chairs and to build like, like turn a school into a church. Right. Like it's even popular now to use a lot of these like kind of auditorium, like theater type, you know, like environments at some of the high schools. Cause it's like, just the chairs itself, like, dude, it sucks. Like stacking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of chairs and having to place them on the same place on the floor every week. And then like, then you're done and you got to clean it all up. And then you got to take all of these things and like wheel them a quarter mile to the back of the building and then shove them up into this trailer. Like it's, it is trash. Sounds horrible. You got like, some deep memories here. Yeah. Bro, I am scored. He's sweating. <laughs> He's sweating. <laughs> yeah. He's- but it's like, it's, it was funny because I never even thought about it. Like we were at, I was at this, this last place and like, they were just like, no, we're just, we're just going to rent other buildings and we're just, and I don't know if that was the intention, but it was so like refreshing that it was just like, oh, uh, we just set up a couple like little banners and then and it, we're good. What's cool is the the perspective that it's it's like uh an implied perspective and then you you automatically assume that the leadership cares about their people and cares about not burning out their people mm-hmm. yeah. and they put their money and resources into that over you know the typical we need to hire a youth pastor we need to do this we need to do this dude there's whole you companies know? that like literally are called like church in a box and like for 50 g's like they will give you like all the crates that are on wheels and like everything right. that goes in them it's just like we've made it too easy and like people think that's just the only way to do a mobile or plan a church right like i don't know if it's just and I, i'm probably just assuming and putting a kind of a blanket over this whole thing i'm sure that's not how it always goes but like it's just weird that there's not more people that are like willing to like think outside the box or like push against. I think like I the think typical, there's and I think there's an there old probably is there's but. an old school mentality that's been like beat into people's heads too that it's just like stuff where we deal with the real estate. People think that buying and having your own assets and the things that you own physically have mm-hmm. is a greater investment than leasing. Mm-hmm. So they'd rather spend, you know, 
$800 a month leasing, you know, leasing a gymnasium for four weekends and you have to bring in everything and then you buy all your stuff. They see that as more valuable and wasting less money than spending five grand a month, you know, renting like a proper or leasing a proper facility. Like a venue. Yeah. That. It's so, already set up. For yeah. It. So it's, it, which is a stupid way to think. I mean, uh, the five grand's worth it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, and I'm just throwing out a number out there. Maybe it's 10, I don't know, 15, but like, it's worth it. Right. I mean, it, it's worth, if you can, if you can spend the money, it is definitely worth it. Like, because you're not, not going to burn people out. Well, you know, the schools do not give churches up. haircuts. Like, oh, yeah. like what it costs to just rent like an elementary school. Yeah. You're just like, I'm 100% confident that a church would take half of this. And then we wouldn't have to do anything other than just get there. Cause I think that's the thing. It's like, the problem is your, your volunteer force or your what dream team is what everyone likes to call them. Your dream team is like your, that's your actual church. Like that's like the, the core, right? Cause those are the people that are actually invested to want to give back, you know, and not just coming in, you know, fueling up and then dipping. Yeah. So those are the most important people. And how do we just not even think that like, have you even, had a real conversation with like your dream team. If you're a leader, like, are you actually like, and do they even feel comfortable enough to really be honest with you? Cause that's the other half of the problem. Like, even if you're like, Hey man, how you doing? You're feeling burnout. Most people probably just be like, I'm great. You know, I don't want, you know, yeah. I'm good. Like, I'm all right. Yeah. As they're, as they're suffocating spiritually, yeah. like they're just like, we're good. They're bleeding out. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, you have to a build a relationship with people as a leader where they actually, because the problem is then you just get burnt out. You just go somewhere else. Yeah. I saw this. The, there's Never a thing here on, um, you know, are you making it with disciples or abusing volunteers? And then down the list, it says, I thought of at least five ways we can transition from using and abusing to raising up and releasing. First of all, I like that idea of releasing. Yes. I like the idea of if you can think of your whole volunteer list. Granted, you may have close relationships with some of the volunteers. That's different. But if there's any of those people on your team that you think, I don't know how I would do this without that person. Mm -hmm. It's probably, it it may not be a healthy environment for that volunteer Mm -hmm. because you're depending on them too much Yeah, to where at that point, then the volunteer feels like they can't, they don't have a choice. They have to be there or the show doesn't go on. Right. Right. Um, But anyway, and, and some of these, some of these churches focus on too much, and then they don't focus on other ones. Like, so if, if you were to say these are like the five, um, but this is just someone's opinion, connect the ministry activity to a higher vision. This is one that everyone does. Oh, and yeah. that they, some churches use to manipulate people. You're not serving people. You're serving the Lord. Yeah. This is a privilege. This is an opportunity. It's an, yeah. I, I, oh, dude. When yeah. someone comes out and is like, it is a privilege to serve. I'm just like, bro, this feels like a, this feels like a concentration camp for some of these people. They're not even getting paid. Like, yeah. they're just like, they got real jobs. Like, they work. Yeah. And then this is their weekend and like they're choosing to spend their free time giving you free labor. Like, you know, it's, it's a privilege not doing this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's sitting a on my home, just going, just going couch. and like <laughs> sitting in service and dipping. That's a privilege. <laughs> um, it's help them discover their gifts. Again, this is more of like a finding your fit type thing. Churches do this, give them opportunity. This is to, to fail, make mistakes, take a chance. If all you do is micromanage and use them, they won't last. That's true. Uh, I like that idea. Uh, speak constant encouragement. That's something some people do, but express gratitude is the biggest one. That's number five. And that's, that's something that I feel like from leadership you're saying, 
Yeah. That's something that like lip service is not enough. I was it's, just going to say that. It's What's not, that? it's not, that's basically just saying, oh, we appreciate our volunteer. Like, cause a lot of pastors will sending a nice text. They're just like, they're exhausted. Yeah, they just from, busted out eight hours of work. And you're like, thanks buddy. That was, that was great of you. You're such a valuable member. I'm like, bro, buy me a meal or something. Yeah, I was about to like, say, take him to lunch. Yeah. From the stage. <laughs> yeah. Or like throw us a party at, yeah. you know, a, a family. And not like a one time a cool. year. Like take us to pop stroke. Oh, we should do that today. We should. Today? We should do that today. I just thought Come of it. Scratch like, everything else. Oh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> it just popped in my mind. Hey, pop. We should do that soon. So express gratitude, um, you know, so it's just like, yeah, people will do that from the stage and stuff, but yeah, it's almost, and I hate this, like, so it, it's almost like the pastor will say it from the stage and then it's just like, you can, you get that sense of like, they feel like, oh, I've, I've expressed my gratitude now. Job done. You ever have dream team rallies where they're just I've like, never had that. Let's get hype. And, it, and people are just like, bro, this is a waste of 15 minutes. I have actual things to do to get ready for service. Yeah. And you're trying to get me in here to get me pumped up. And you're pissing me off. Honestly, it's like, I, I just don't understand how we don't rage. realize the disconnect. Well, that's, that's, that's like how I feel about church meetings. That could have been an email uh, for sure. Especially in a bigger city like this, where you have to drive yeah. to church. Like, you know, you drive like Man. 20 minutes to a half hour and you're yeah. just like, we're serious right now. Like, <laughs> next time, make a freaking video yeah, and send yeah, us a yeah. link. Oh man! I mean, I think churches are getting better at that. Yeah, you know, like I, you know. Well, because here's the other part of the challenge is like, so say you're super involved and you've you've been serving, and then you're just watching like, you you watch how how much energy and resource goes into like trying to get new people in the door, right? It's like we're gonna pay for billboards, we're gonna send out mailers. Like we do all these things. We abuse our, our, our volunteer force to like, because we need people out on the road, welcome you in, welcoming you in as you drive in. Like, and then you have people in the parking lot helping you park. I'm like, it's a parking lot guys. You park a car in a spot. You really are going to just have someone out there just being like waving. Like, here you go. It's like, they're <laughs> capable of parking. They're not morons. Like, this is not a car wash. But you you literally put someone out there for hours. Yeah. And you're just like, guys, completely useless. Yeah. Like, if you don't need it, just give the guy the morning off. Let him enjoy it. Like, if, if someone can go to Waterford and find a parking spot and figure out how to navigate <laughs> that parking situation, like, you can go somewhere else. I mean. But it's like, so when the volunteers are just watching the church spend so much time and energy and resource just trying to impress new people, they're and they're just like, what am I? Like, I'm like, I'm here making this happen. And like more to your point of the gratitude, yeah, it's, it's like, like freaking AT&T or direct TV, like having these deals for new customers. And bro, like, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah. And I'm over here it's paying a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> yeah. And this freaking guy is getting it for 40. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Are you kidding me? What am I doing? Screw your loyal customers. I'm going somewhere else. Like yeah. it's, that's a great analogy. Okay. Here's an interesting one too. Um, and I've seen this, not a lot, but I've, I've seen it. And it's, to me, it's one of the most unfortunate things is like, so you have a church plant, right? It's very young, not a lot of people yet, but you've got, a, you've got some rock 
like rock and rock stars. I don't know why it was so hard for me to find that word. Rock and rock stars. Rock and rock. <laughs> rock em, Ralph. Young uh, rockin'. Yeah. So, but you have these guys that are like literal like cornerstones and pillars like of of your small little organization. And without them, like it literally just wouldn't have happened, right? And then, and I guess I'm speaking more in the context of, because my, my whole life of serving primarily was within worship and the music and creative aspect, right? So you're a small church, you've, you've got some incredibly loyal and faithful people that are just literally like giving so much to help you build this thing, like free without asking for anything in return. Right. And then you start getting bigger, you start getting bigger and then more people come in and it, you see it a lot, especially with the music or with anything on the stage. Cause like, that's just, you know, stroking the ego. Everyone loves to be on stage. Everyone like whatever. And, um, some people don't, that's true. I but, don't think Gabby would want to be on the stage. I don't know. For what? For like, a, like in a band? I'd probably do that, yeah. Yeah. You would? If you're, if you're musically inclined. Yeah, I am. Because a lot of people that grow okay. up, and a lot of people that are older, like, there's not a lot of places. high school graduation. Like, oh, once you're out of high school, or like, there's not a lot of places to go to play live music on a consistent basis, mm -hmm. like, where people are going to show up and actually listen to you. Oh, that's definitely the biggest outlet for people, like, for amateur musicians. musicians yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So... You know, it's what me, to me is just heartbreaking is like as a church grows and then more people come in and then obviously like you're going to get talented people. They're just a bigger talent pool. Right. So then we have worship team auditions and then we do all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, That's crazy. after a couple of years later, it's like this person that like literally was like a pillar. And without that person, they the church wouldn't even be here. And all of a sudden it's like, they're really not getting any opportunity to play or be a part of the stage or the music because, Oh, like literally more, more gifted people came because we have a bigger talent pool. And then we say things like, Oh, she is so anointed. It's like, no, 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 she's just, she's better. She's a better vocalist. Yeah. Right. And then it's like people that get slowly pushed out and it's like, okay, you can help with like, with youth music on Wednesday nights, but like Sunday mornings, it's like, we're keeping this, like, we're going to raise the bar with our standards. And it's just like, screw that dude. Like, yeah, it's well, like such a, I just feel dirty. Like thinking about like, you're just, and I only say that because I've, I've seen it with my eyes happen to great people. And it's like, they may not be the most gifted, but because there's someone that's maybe a little bit better at, at singing, it's like all of a sudden their opportunity just totally boom. So here's the deal. And it goes to this whole like, you know, is 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 mega church branding even a good idea? Because it, a church gets so big, there's an expectation mm -hmm. for excellence. So I and I agree, like I feel like that's a big, more obvious problem in small churches when you have someone who started the church and kind of got you through like a serve for five, 10 years on staff or not on staff, but as a, even as a volunteer, like right. doing worship and Primary, all this stuff. Yeah. And then they just kind of get kicked to the curb. Um, that's a lot more obvious, but when you have like people who have just been going to the church for a long time, say that's a big church, you know, and, and they get pushed out for, you know, people, uh, yeah. Some like, you know, hipster guys who like play you know more modern styled guitar or whatever and you know just like these people that are just like killer vocalists and and even as simple yeah, as like I this guy's like more attractive trendy younger sure. like it's like this is Instagram. yeah this is kind of the there was a church there was a church uh there there's was not a, a big market for like was, there, overweight well, well, there, bald worship pastors is what i'm saying uh -huh. dang 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 there was a church um 
in Orlando, I won't say what church it was, um, but they, and, and this is a person who we knew who had came from that church, who basically had said that uh, at one point they basically, and I don't know if it's the same way still, but it's just kind of an unspoken policy, like, hey, once you get to a certain age, we don't want you on the stage. Mm-hmm. So it's they, like they like they straight up said that. Well, to, yeah, they wouldn't to, admit to it, individuals but... probably they said that, but it wouldn't be like a written policy. You know what I mean? Because that's oh, yeah, definitely no, no. Um, but it's just that's and that's that's where it's gotten. It's been so uh, commercialized that you know we're just like, oh, it needs to have this look, this feel to attract. And their argument is to attract people who wouldn't normally come to church or who would want to go to the church, who would be attracted to coming to the church. And then they receive the message of Jesus and then hopefully change their heart. But, mm-hmm. but you got to wonder is, you know, does it further God's kingdom to have top talent on the stage or is it further uh, bolstering, you know, the natural human tendency to go to the church for the wrong reasons? So I don't... I don't know because there's a because I mean, can you imagine going to a church that seats four thousand people? First of all, you know, still my opinion that those churches just shouldn't exist. Uh, but <laughs> like, yeah, it's, as, it's you, hard. There's no connection. You got to have small. Like you got in the bill community, you have to have small. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think small groups are enough. I'll just say that. Uh, but you know, basically, Facts. basically, you know, it, it's hard to imagine going to a four thousand person church and like you know the vocalist half the time can't stay on key well and i guess i mean i'm thinking of like it's real hard to imagine it's like let's say someone's like an eight out of ten and then someone and then you start getting more talent and they're like oh we got a bunch of nines and tens so it's like it's not even like they were bad not even so much that they're incompetent it was just just like oh we've got newer shinier toys Uh kind of a thing and it's like i've you know we did a whole podcast on this but like to me it it goes back to that whole thing of like like you're trying to build the church for god that's not your job your job is to raise up and disciple people and what you're and a lot of times without realizing is because we're so focused on building the church and not building people that we hurt people in the process of trying to build the church and then we like wound and scar people because we're, we're doing something that's not even our responsibility. And like, if I did, like, I think about myself in that situation. Like if I had someone that was there from the beginning that invested so much and, and I'm like, this person will always have like opportunities to like lead from stage because like, I know who this, like, I trust this person. It's like, I would literally like come out and I wouldn't like, obviously I wouldn't say like, let's give it up for this person. Like, yeah, we know she's like not as good as the other person, but like, yeah, yeah, like I wouldn't say that obviously, but it's like, I would, I would just highlight multiple people every Sunday or every morning or every service. Just be like, can we just like give it up for this person? They've literally been here for like 10 years. Can you imagine, you know, what? like 10 the, years and the, just honoring people for their actual commitment. Part of it is instead of just honoring like the gift. Yeah. Well, part of it. It's like chicken and the egg. Is it our church is doing this because of the people or people act this way because of the church? And and I'm saying when I say act this way, it's 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 a lot of people's fault when they go to church and then all of a sudden they start talking to their, you know, their little cohort or whatever, their group of people within the church they consider their community Mm -hmm. and like, Oh, where's this guy been for a while? I like when he leads worship. Right. Or I like this person. Oh man, I love when they play guitar or, I or love, like, like I love this drummer. Oh, he's is just, this guy speaking this just, week? I'm going to take so a week fun off to watch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, right. We do all that. And it's just like, 
So are we just playing into the materialism aspect of the church and are just being like, you know, just having the shallow perspective on, you know, if, if, if this guy stops leading worship, I'm going to stop going to this church or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, like, is Heart that, check. is that really what it's about? You well, know? The, the problem is there's both of those forces like happening at the same time for sure. And when I think about it, it's like, okay, then it is incumbent on the leadership. Like you got to, it's your responsibility. It's not the people's responsibility to like get it together. Like you're supposed to be building those people. So it's like, these are things that we need to address. And like, for me, like if I was a pastor and I felt like it got to a point where it was so like a show every week, I'd literally just be like, we're going to have worship with one acoustic guitar and a few singers because it's not about the lights. It's not about the drums. It's not about anything, but like trying to like love on I the think Lord. It'd be way more profound if- Especially when big churches, if they would do that, dude, there's a really cool Just a story reset every once in a while. There's a really cool book called clear the stage. And it was, uh, the same kind of concept. There was a mega church down in Texas and the pastor just felt like it was becoming too much like just show. And he basically from stage, like, um, just said, we're just going to stand here in silence until something happens. The pastor. And it was like, they were just like, you could hear a pin drop. It was so awkward. Like, two minutes and then i don't remember how long it went but eventually like some crazy stuff started popping off like what um i'd have to look at the exact things but it's probably more of like what they would describe as like whether it's speaking tongues or like the holy spirit just kind of starting have to really people singing drop bombs on people <clears throat> have either of you ever experienced that what speaking in tongues yeah the hard part i mean no like you like yourself you like you have well yeah i mean Yes. The hardest. Okay. So I'll like, say I never really felt like the Lord literally took over. And this is probably going to, I've never said this before. I've never literally felt Way to go, like the, the Lord himself took over my tongue. And I was just like, la, 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 la. like, I've never had that. And yeah. I like, I don't know. Cause like we grew up in the thing. They were just like, just start with a syllable, just start with a syllable and just kind of see where it goes. Then you're just like, ah, da, 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 and you just throw in another, like, and it's like, and this yeah. is maybe super sacrilegious. And so I just like, like, I'm just trying to be school. real about no, it. I mean, uh, yeah, your perspective is important because a lot of people feel this way and you have to hash this out because there are people out there that they're just saying like, man, I felt the same way. So you're saying you just faked it to please them? Well, I don't know if I faked it. Like, I just don't know. I was doing what they said. Yeah, an AG. And you're just like, is this me? Is this God? Like, because because of that, it was so ambiguous where I was just like, I mean, I would know if I was literally just like, like, without able to think. So what was your experience then? Well, it was very similar. I mean, at camp, same thing. You know, it was just like, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's never just so for you guys, it's never just happened out of no so that because i guess that's what i'm imagining no no, like. no it's not like it's not like the spirit came over me and i just started boom which, which i guess that happens with some people i just i don't what what happens is i want to hear from those people what happens is me too <laughs> camp yeah no for sure and eric maybe we could ask him that question yeah. it'd be good like you think I, he's experienced that i think yeah, well, he's definitely. I, I don't know about him personally, but he, I know maybe. But yeah. he, I know he's. That's he, what I'm saying. I want to talk to somebody he's, that he's been to a lot of. Sure has felt yeah, that. well, he's been to a lot of different countries where he sees crazy shit happen. Yeah, spiritual stuff like stuff that you wouldn't experience here because there's so much noise. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he could talk more about some of his experiences. But the thing is, I, I um, it, what what they do in the AG is really it's just like you know. Some people will hold, a lot of people will naturally hold back. Like when they're afraid, 
you know, and uh, he's like, oh, is this really like this thought of a prophecy? Is this real? Is this just me? I'm not going to say anything. So in order to combat that, basically the AG, like a lot of times this will happen at church camp where like you'll have a night where people will say like, hey, you know, maybe this is your gift. Like, so why don't we all try it? and see like who really has this you know what i mean like mm. so that's kind of the approach they take is like all right instead of feeling ashamed about saying something why don't we all just say something and see what happens you know mm. so it's like that was kind of their approach to it um but to a lot of churches outside of that non-denominational a lot of churches don't do that don't really have anyone that speaks in tongues if they do it's only like when they're praying and it's not like from the stage, you know what I mean? Because it's just like, it would really throw a lot of people, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely that out there, but it is hard. Like, because all you're doing, I mean, it's not, it's not sacrilegious or any of that to bring any of this stuff up. Like I felt uncomfortable. Like I didn't even know what it was. Like, I didn't know if it was me. I don't know if it was God. Like what? I mean, I felt like it was me because they were telling me like, am I freestyle rapping right now? Well, yeah, (laughs) that's what it turned into. Well, and like, so another thing that's interesting, and I probably need to do a little more research is there's, there, there is a difference, I guess, in scripture between like the gift of tongues and just like the, like heavenly prayer language, which like, I think as far as I understand it, the Bible says that everyone has like the, a prayer, like a heavenly prayer language. And, and then some people have like but- the gift of tongues. But like, when I think about like Pentecost and when I, I think about, um, like what happened in acts it's like these people got blasted by the holy spirit and then they went outside and they started to speak in other tongues that like from that day in that dialect like they weren't speaking some gibberish language that no one knows like it was literally just like those are galileans how in the world are they speaking my language they don't know my language someone else's language that they didn't know yeah, and all they were of a sudden they knew and it, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like it was they listened to them pray in their language that right. they didn't know so that would be that would definitely be speaking so, but, but in tongues we supernatural. only turn it into but, like this heavenly language, thing language that thing. no one understands which i mean maybe there's merit in that like i don't i don't necessarily i'm not totally like opposed to that idea because i, I think it's weird for some people to wrap their head around if who haven't experienced but that. that's like the supernatural aspect to me because i'm just like yeah yeah when i hear someone and when i hear someone like let's say someone comes from like asia and they are like fresh off the boat. They don't know any English. And then all of a sudden they just say the most immaculate prayer in English. I'm literally going to be like, there's something supernatural happening. Sure. And I, and I think that it's almost like a witness to the supernatural I versus think, like gibberish that you're just like, nah, you could have just made that up. No, you're right. And I, I think that that there should be, there should be more attention on the difference between those two. Sure. Yeah. Because. I think, I think there's power in just like, Hey, if I want to mumble something and I just want to talk to God, like, I just want to pray or talk to like, I think that's fine. Mm. I mean, I don't, you don't force that on other people or make other people feel uncomfortable with it. But if you're by yourself or like, if you're in a group and you know, it's, it's okay. And you just want to pray that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, you know, everyone's cool or does you just want to do it and you feel comfortable in that fine. Yeah. But the thing like, so because this happens natu- this happens outside the church too. We just don't really recognize. So, like, uh, Sigaros, you ever listen to them? No? Okay. So they're a band, and they have, like, really flowy, inspirational kind of sounding music. Uh-huh. Uh, some of it's dark. Some of it's, you know, whatever. It's, like, emotional music. But all their lyrics, they say all their, all their lyrics are gibberish. So, basically, you listen to these these songs, 
and you kind of like read into it, like what you're feeling and your emotion and you imagine what they may be saying. It's kind of like that same thing. Like, why can't we just talk to God that way? I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Well, right? there's a verse that talks about like, because he understands it, like the groans point, of the spirit. So it's yeah. like, there is something where like God understands like what you're trying to do and say. So there's, yeah. there's merit in that. So I think that that's valuable, but that need, you're like, that needs to be taught separately from like, Hey, this isn't really speaking in tongues. It's like kind of like your way of expressing yourself to the Lord, which is fine. But just know it isn't the same as like kind of what the Bible describes the gift here. Of speaking like, like the Bible describes this yeah. in this way. It's not that, but you know, Hey, sure. If, if that's your thing and you feel comfortable doing that, fine. Mm. It's like the same people, people waving flags and stuff. Sure. That makes when me it's done right. I actually kind of like it. The not flags? like, not like, okay, just, no, no, no. I'm talking about, like, have you ever watched like a Bethel service or even like Jesus image where they have like okay, actual girl, not doesn't have to be girls, but usually it's girls that are legitimate dancers. You're like, well, they have actual girls, like, <laughs> like they have girls there. Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, like doing the flags. Justin's like, I like that. Why can't we just bring that into church? Yeah, 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 no. no, but like, would they actually get more of like the streamers? And it really is like artistic. Like it, it is like, I, I like it, but like, I'm talking about have, like the crazy people. Running around the crowds, the with crazy like the, people, and then the tambourines, the tribe of the tribe of Judah, like uh, running around. Like we used to have that. I'm sorry if that's you. I'm not trying to offend people. No, but, I, I, well, it's distracting, and that's that makes me more uncomfortable than yeah. people speaking in tongues. Like well, I mean, and, granted, okay, that's so I've, I've been used to growing up. But another challenge is I think something that I fought and dealt with personally because the 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 fellowship that I grew up in denomination but they they call it a fellowship so we'll call it a fellowship of course because it's a cooperative fellowship um so the way i grew up it was like you could you weren't allowed to be a minister or like you weren't allowed to be like licensed or ordained if you didn't have like if you hadn't spoken in tongues so it like creates this like bar of like bro you ain't you ain't getting no work here That's unless absurd. unless you and then and then with that, it was like, and you're also never allowed to drink ever. No questions. Like, but like they would just make these and I understand the intent behind it. Cause they're just like, okay, we want our spiritual leaders to have the, you know, they want to have that, you know, gift from the Holy spirit versus, and then also, you know, not do things that would, you know, potentially put you in compromising positions. Like whatever. I understand the intent behind it, but we talk about, it doesn't work when you just try to control people. We talk about no judgment on this podcast and we don't have all the answers. We're idiots. We don't have any of the answers. Really. Big facts. Absolutely. But at the same time, that's absurd. I'm R worded. That's a hundred percent absurd. And that's a fact. Like, that what, you were just, the, what you were just talking about. That's probably the scenario where you shouldn't use all that. Oh, we took a turn. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. So I got big facts. I got I'm R worded. The other thing. <laughs> That I was going to, so going back to the volunteer thing, right? <laughs> it's just. Sorry. Right. Okay. Here. Continue. I'm sorry. Are we done? Um, <laughs> I uh, forget what I was going to say, guys. Oh, sorry. Gosh. Uh, I, was, I was doing too much active listening to your bullshit. Oh, um, man. So, okay. It's so stuck al in the along, along the volunteer thing. Say the right? Okay. Justin. <laughs> Stop it. Just stop. All right. Can't get anywhere. Um, so back to the volunteer thing. I'm just going to mute your mic in a second. <laughs> There's only three of us. So then I'm, I would bringing have to I'm, I'm bringing it together. Sorry, guys. All right. So back to the volunteer thing. Uh, a lot of churches will also pay their people, right? They'll contract musicians. Correct. So how do you feel about that? 
Oh man, that that one's really tricky because that happened to me where I was going to a church and I was just serving, playing on Sundays, playing guitar, singing, whatever, and uh, for free. Like I wasn't, I didn't expect money. You know, I was just volunteering. And then they came to me like six months down the road and they're like, yo, we want to start paying you. And I was just like, oh no. Paying you because they expect you to put even more time in? No, no, no. Just, uh, it was, it was literally done. Just like, that's hey, you how been. I would have thought. Yeah. I would have been like, no, thanks. Well, cause I was already <laughs> like, right, doing. What do you want? Yeah, no, right. Yeah. I'm it, always paranoid. Yeah. And, you know, when people tell me they get a raise at their job, I'm like, hmm, that's, that's <laughs> about fun. to suck for you. Yeah, yeah. it's about to <laughs> suck. Yeah. <laughs> really. Nope. I mean, gen- honestly, it didn't come with any more responsibilities or expectations. Um, or if it did, I was just completely oblivious and not willing to do anything more. Um, but I either bet, way, yeah. so they came to me and I was like, this is the best thing ever. And then within a matter of maybe a year, 18 months, like I just, and there's an element too, where it's like, I wasn't actively like checking on my heart and really like taking good inventory of like where I was spiritually and, and what, you know, different influences and things were doing to me, but it naturally over time, it just turned it into a job. And then anytime there's money exchanged for that, it's a job. And then, you know, when it's not, when it's not something you genuinely like, it felt like you couldn't get away because now you're just like financially obligated. Like they're give me a paycheck. And then that's, that's, that is, that is tough because well, some churches you just get do used that. to the extra money. And I'm like, dude, there's nothing I can do. Some churches anywhere do that on purpose, to get man. this much money for this little work. Right. Some churches do it on purpose where they're just like, all right, we got him now. It's just like, if he steps out of line, we can just remind him that we're giving him money. You know what I mean? And that's, that's or a very, him a few weeks off and that's then all a of a sudden blunt the, way. the money's different and he's like, all right, I need to be yeah. back. That's a very blunt way of putting it, but a lot of churches will do that, where it's just like, especially when it comes to like their longtime serving volunteers, um, dude. Because I was, but, at, but a lot of churches, a, a lot of churches, especially bigger ones, don't do do it that way. Either you're on staff, right, or you're a contract musician. Well, the the problem and is, so, I was part of like smaller like church plants, and it was the same thing. Like we would have to pay musicians to get them in, and we just didn't have. It was just the hardest thing for us to find drummers. Like you can get away with like not having, um, yeah, you can get away with not having a lot of instruments. I mean, you get multi tracks. Like you can get away with a lot, but you got to have live drums if you want to do the big thing, right? And we would just have the hardest time getting consistent drummers, and all the time, like it wasn't like the hardest time, but all the time we would just like last minute. All of a sudden, the drummer bails, and then you're just like obviously the pastor like wants you like scrambling to find a replacement. And like, I would be at a place where I'm just like, look, bro, I thought God was leading this thing. And if like, if our drummer just dipped out 24 hours or 12 hours before, it's like, maybe we're not supposed to have a drummer this week. Yeah. And it's like at some point, cause that's the point I got to. It's like, dude, if the drummer bails, cool. We're going acoustic. Like I'm not stressing over this. Yeah. And you know, it like Jesus image or something, that's how they would handle it. Yeah, they just well, wouldn't have a drummer, right? And so a place like that, it's like, you know, the way they built it up, now it's like, dude, they don't have any issues. And really they use Sure, I guess they what might I'm saying they're musicians because Yeah, yeah, I guess what I'm saying the same in, people in every theory, time. I'm sure know. they wouldn't have a problem not having drums. Right. I mean, if For sure. They wouldn't they wouldn't force something. I mean, 100%. granted, their pool is so deep that that wouldn't happen. But, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? 100%. Um, yeah, they, it wouldn't be something they stress about. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Cuz the right heart's behind it. Right. So, yeah, and and really for me, most of the time, it's just like contracting people to fill in spots that we can't get volunteers for. That's what a lot of churches do. 
then there are other churches, um, especially in like the gospel community, that such a high bar is set for good musicians that they just always pay everyone. Yeah. And everyone is paid, and it's just like there is a high expectation if you want to get in that group. Well, dude, there's an there's also we, we had a guy come from a church like that that I'm you know that, that I'm, yeah. you know I'm I'm friends with, and he was just like. You know, dude, it's just, I could sense the stress. Like, because he would, like, years ago, before he was just at our church, he was, like, going back, and he would, he would serve at this church, serve at our church. Yeah. And he would just tell me, like, man, it is so, like, all this, like, stuff, like, all the, like, spiritual, like, gospel chords and, like, all the runs and stuff like that. That's not just, that's not just, like, coloration of the music and, like, you know, just stuff that yeah. makes the music more, like, oh, that's sweet, oh, that's sweet. It's expected. Mm. it's not just an add-on it's like it's expected that you go there and do all that yeah. and if you don't you're out and they will get a new guy in and pay him to do it that mm-hmm. yeah, sucks and it's just like that sucks but it's like the way that community operates right yeah. you know a lot of a lot of in that in that gospel community like because the music talent is off the charts you know right. i mean they're incredibly talented people mm-hmm. but at the same time it's just like creates this like almost this negative energy around, around serving where it's just, you know, um, it's just like, well, if this expectation isn't met, then, you know, you're replaceable kind of thing. And it's just very apparent in that situation, but it's almost the same thing you were saying right before where it's just like, all right, we're going to get the guy that's better to come and do this because, you know, you're, you're okay, but you're not, you're not good enough. Another big wrinkle with this whole thing is like, we're in Orlando where you've got Disney, you've got Universal, you've got like this massive like hub where people come. So there is a massive pool There's of like pool musicians. Of yeah. Where I mean, I would have people I could hit up and we would just find like this person through this person who like was involved with like the Holy Land experience and like this person with this person who like he plays at like Disney like sometimes right. and it's just like yeah. There's there's so many people that you can pull from and then like the danger in my mind with some of that is, okay, so here's another interesting question because I, I don't really know that I have an opinion one way or the other, but like, so like a Jesus image, like, dude, you're not getting on that stage unless like your character has been flushed out. Like it is a big deal to like, and so, cause they believe that like, according to scripture, like the worshipers are like, bro, there, there's a way to live and a way to worship him rightly. And that's like that. They would go back to like the tribes of, of, Israel and like the tribe of the Levites. Right. And it's like their whole lives, bro. Like they didn't do like the work and the, and the warring, right. Like their lives was, was worship. And then like they started at, I forget what age, but it was like literally their whole lives. So how does Jesus image view the old Testament? Um, they would say that Jesus, that Jesus, uh, appears in every single word of the Bible. Like even in the old Testament, like he is like the, mm. Like Michael, the, the the lead guy over there, Michael Kulianos, incredible leader in order and just the way he teaches in, is insane. Um, but he, he would take an Old Testament story and then he would just tell it and then he'd be like, and that part, that was Jesus in the story. So he they would believe that like the whole thing is about him and mm. he is in the Old Testament. Like like even, yeah, I would have to go back and find more specific examples. That's but, interesting. Um, they would believe like he is, he was Jacob's ladder type of a thing. Like, mm. so they believe that. So when, when it comes to that, like, cause there's like people who serve in our communities where they're just not, uh, 
like I know people on our worship team that I serve with, we're not they're not blameless. Sure. They have sin. They have they just, well, no, they're, just and they're not normal, perfect people. There's normal people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I guess contrast that with the other polar opposite of like, yo, like we'll we'll bring in anyone, like if they got the chops and like we need a drummer, I don't care who this guy is, if he's what drunk, he does in his he's personal drunk, life. Putting up, you know, yeah, on if Sundays. he's if he's bringing the heat, no questions asked. Uh-huh. Cuz I've been in I've been in situations where it was kind of like that, don't ask, don't tell type of thing, just like, hey man, if he's if he's talented, I mean, maybe not every week, but it's nice to have him if we need him type of thing. Maybe not every week. Well, it's either yes or no. It's like, yeah, it's either every week or, you know, no, we don't have him at all. Yeah. We had a rotation of probably like, I don't know, let's call it like four, eh, three to four guys, but neither, none of them were part of the church. I guess what I'm saying is it's like, if you're going to have him volunteer at all, like, you know, you can't just be like, all right, well, we'll just use him sometimes, and then it's okay if he lives his life this way. Well, and these people are always paid, too, so I wouldn't even consider them volunteers. They're just more contractors. Yeah, contract. Yeah, if they're contractors, I wouldn't even see an issue. But I, I guess mean, that's, I can, I don't even but see that's my question, with, though. Like, everyone... <sighs> like, from a spiritual perspective, like, if you don't have a drummer, do you contract someone to just come in not knowing anything about him? Do you think that's a big deal? That's a good question. Or, I don't know. Is it like we view the stage and worship as a very precious thing and it's like we're not just bringing anyone in here to do this kind of a thing? It's tough. I don't know. That um, that's a, That is definitely an interesting question. I've thought about that before too. So I've, I've thought about... He's flexing on the camera? <laughs> I okay. want to be extra offensive today. Yeah. You just... Sorry. Sorry, now was that a deep conversation? <laughs> no, now that he now that he yelled into the mic, the compressor's going to go nuts. Oh, Hopefully sorry. it doesn't mess up the whole track. Wow, Justin. Wow. It's my fault, actually. Wow. I turned him up. Yeah, you just, you set a new, you set a new peak. It's great. All right. Um, lo siento. Yeah, lo siento. Um, Mi amor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think. I think it's a good conversation. No siento, no siento. I think it's a good conversation to have. I like all of these. I think all these are great conversations to have. For sure. So it's fun. I'm going to have to chop this up a little bit because of the whatever breaks we had and some of the BS talk we had in the middle. But it'll be good. Yeah, I'm about to hit that little boy's room hoard. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but why do we call it the little boy's room? <laughs> no one does, I don't think. <laughs> That's real It's a thing. You just did it's it. real creepy, isn't it? <laughs> it's a thing, isn't it? I'm gonna hit the little boys' room real quick. What? You're you're a grown man. What does that mean? Maybe it's not a thing. Maybe I'm a pervert. I don't know. Hoping little boys are in there. Okay. okay. Is that not a thing? Do people not say that? <laughs> okay. You're making my job real hard today. <laughs> I love that. We're for pushing me. the envelope today. Let's go. Right. I'm not editing. Go. I'm not editing any I, of that. That's I regret nothing. Never. Maybe I'm a pervert. No regrets. <laughs> Oh, no. oh my gosh anyway thanks everyone who's still listening <laughs> and uh we love you we'll see you next time adios the real ones